Good morning from the newsroom of the Financial Times. Today is Monday, December 30th, and this is your FT News Briefing. Fake clicks on online ads could be costing companies tens of billions of dollars a year, way more than what industry officials claim. New documents show WeWork will have to pay millions of dollars to some key executives if they were to leave the company, and France is having a startup boom. Plus, why Warren Buffett isn't buying into the idea that companies should force their views on society. I'm Mark Filipino, and here's the news you need to start your day. Fake clicks have been a problem for the online ad industry for years. This is when advertisers think they're getting real traffic on their ads, but in reality, computer programs are clicking through. Industry representatives say fake clicks cost them about $6 billion each year. But researchers are saying that the cost is actually way higher, closer to tens of billions of dollars. One researcher even said that fraud can account for 99% of all ads placed in a given campaign. One area of fraud that's become particularly popular are clickable ads to download smartphone apps. Criminals can claim the commission or referral fees that advertisers pay for each download. An analysis of more than 150 million app downloads that were driven by ads this year found that about half were fraudulent. And while some companies such as Facebook and Uber have taken legal action against fraudsters, it can be difficult to tackle the problem on a large scale. As one source told the FT, quote, it's hard to sue a Russian bot farm. The FT reports that WeWork will have to dole out nearly $17 million to replace its co-chief executives. Artie Minson and Sebastian Gunningham, who took over for Adam Newman after he stepped down in September, will each get about $8 million if they get sacked or leave the company under certain circumstances. WeWork's chief legal officer, Jennifer Berent, will get $1.5 million under the same scenarios. This is all according to documents reviewed by the FT and people briefed on the matter. The exit packages were negotiated in the run-up to the company's rescue by SoftBank earlier this year. Just last week, the FT revealed that Mr. Newman could earn hundreds of millions of dollars more under an agreement that revised some of his remaining financial interests in the company. He's already left with a $1.6 billion exit package of his own. This all comes as WeWork deals with a cash crunch. It's scaling back global expansion plans. The company has also laid off thousands of its staff. And the startup business is booming in France under President Emmanuel Macron. Since Mr. Macron took office in 2017, the number of businesses being created has surged, reaching nearly 809,000 in 2019. That's a 45% jump since he took office. Industries such as transport and storage, real estate and manufacturing have all seen sharp rises. State financial assistance is part of the reason for the jumpstart. That and special visas to attract talent to the technology sector. French startups raised nearly 3 billion euros this year, which was a higher total than that of even Germany's startups. Observers also attribute the success to lower taxes and the government cutting red tape, such as making it less expensive for companies to hire temporary employees. The entrepreneurial boom has come in spite of a backlash elsewhere against Mr. Macron. Strikes and protests over pension reform have disrupted public transportation and pitted the French president against the trade unions. And here's a story you should know more about. 
This year, much of corporate America got behind a new idea about businesses' purpose. Instead of serving shareholders, they said businesses should serve all of its stakeholders. Think of its employees, community, even the environment. But there is one man who says this is all wrong. Warren Buffett. That's the FT's U.S. finance editor, Rob Armstrong. He spoke with Mr. Buffett earlier this year. So, Rob, what are Mr. Buffett's feelings when it comes to what he might describe as company virtue signaling? Well, I don't know if he would describe it that way. And, of course, in his personal life, Mr. Buffett has committed to give quite a lot of money away. His views really come down to his views of the purpose of the corporation. And when he talks about Berkshire Hathaway, the corporation of which he's chair, he thinks of himself as a steward of other people's money. So he has said about that company, we don't give money away because it's not our money to give away, which goes back to a very classic view of the role of the corporation, most famously articulated by the economist Milton Friedman in the early 1970s, who said the social purpose of the corporation is to increase profits. And we we heard that repeated in the mantra of the business roundtable, which has changed in 2019. Buffett says, number one, it's not my money. The second thing he says is he doesn't really know what is the right thing to do. It was funny when I was talking to him, he said, look, I've been eating candy my whole life. I get a third of my calories from Coca-Cola. Are these things harmful? You know, he's sitting there 88 years old when I'm talking to him and still a man of immense endurance and mental acuity. And he says, so what's a good thing and what's a bad thing? I don't know. But it's, it's interesting because Mr. Buffett also has invested a lot of money into things that people might say falls in line with the ESG motives, especially yes. wind power, right? Yes. Like he's he's so invested a lot he, of money he, uh, he Berkshire Hathaway owns a utility based in Iowa called Mid-American Energy which is the largest producer of wind energy in Iowa. He said, we'll be the Saudi Arabia of wind, (laughs) or we have the potential to be. But why does he do this? He says, it's because the government gives me a tax incentive to do it. And he's very frank, if they weren't giving me the tax incentive, it would not be economically viable and I wouldn't be doing it. So how does he feel society should better itself? Who should be making these decisions, if not companies? Well, his view is is very clear. He says it's the government's job. You know, his view is that government is the collective decision-making apparatus by which we decide what we need to do as a society. That's the government's role, not company's role. So he didn't make any complaints about environmental policy of the government to me. He said they set the rules and we try to profit within those rules. So, Rob, who else is resisting this ESG trend? Well, there's one person who made an interesting case, and I think a thoughtful case, a few years ago when he was speaking at a conference, and that's Paul Singer, who's the man who runs the activist hedge fund called Elliott. And he made the case that, yes, capitalism is not working right. But, he said, the problem is not that capitalism is too myopically focused on profits. His take is that the problem is that our major corporations now are largely run not for the benefit of shareholders 
and the bottom line, but for the benefit of management. So the example he gives of this, which I think is a very good one, is the banks before the crisis. These fat cat bankers were running the banks so as to optimize their own bonuses, not maximize the profit of the company over time. They were taking immense risks. They almost sunk the U.S. economy. They did ordinary people tremendous damage, and all because they weren't focused enough on the bottom line. They were focused on their own personal bottom line, which is, after all, a very different thing. You can read more on all of these stories at FT.com. This has been your daily FT News Briefing. Make sure you check back tomorrow for the latest business news. Before we go, we want to recommend another podcast in the FT family you may like. It's called Culture Call, where FT editors Griselda Murray-Brown and Lila Reptopoulos unpack trends and interview people who are shifting culture. You should definitely check out their most recent episode, where Grizz and Lila do a massive roundup of the biggest themes, people, and moments of 2019, from Lizzo and Fleabag to Greta Thunberg and the Impossible Burger. Hi, this is Janice Torres from Yo Quiero Dinero. If you own or operate a business, whether it's a local operation or a global corporation... Partnering with Bank of America could be your smartest move. By teaming with Bank of America, you'll enjoy exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Position your business to capitalize on opportunity in a moment's notice. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Copyright 2024. Small details are big surfaces, tight corners are odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rustolium.